What's up and welcome to the 12th episode of Why Are You a Gamer? I'm your host, Jamar, and this show is my chance to get to know the gaming community one-on-one. Each and every Monday, a new episode goes live as I try to discover why do we play video games? You can, of course, find this show and other Media Junkie podcasts on your platform of choice. And if you're using Apple Podcasts, please leave me a five-star rating or at least just let me know how I'm doing in the comments. So this week... This guest, I'm pretty sure, will bring a pretty interesting perspective to the show, if I'd say. Not only because he has a passion for video games, but he actually works in the gaming industry. So I, for one, am really excited for this. So let's just get it started. Welcome to the show, Hilarion. What's up, man? Not, not too much, man. I, I'm, I'm excited to be on the show. It's uh, Hilarion, by the way. Oh, what, how do I say it? Hilarion? <laughs> <laughs> see i was like trying not to mess up the name no you're good, man <laughs> everyone everyone messes it up at the beginning <laughs> no i i feel the pain though i mean my name is jamar but it's spelled j-a-r-m-a-r so i get all kind of like weird stuff so i was like man let me not mess this dude's name up but i did I it's all good <laughs> No problem. so um, for those who aren't familiar I always like to start off the show just with like a small segment of like, who are you? So, I mean, it could be you professionally, gaming wise, whatnot, but more so I want to know like who you are as a person. So I know that's a deep question, so I'll let you go at it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a shallow one. Um, So right now, my my esports gaming job is a community manager for uh, esports arena specifically for Smash Ultimate. But I kind of got my start in esports at the beginning of 2016. I played a lot of Heroes of the Storm at the time. And uh, I had never done any commentary or anything like that before. And I just decided, seems like it'd be something that's pretty fun to do, something I'd want to try out. Um, At the time, I was a super, I'd say, anti-social more reserved person and i kind of wanted to break out of that so i saw casting as an opportunity to just kind of be myself and and try to have a good time and not really care if someone thought i was bad at it or something like that you know just kind of like a self-development experiment of sorts and i started casting um some like recreational things for heroes like I like there'd be seven people watching, like nothing fancy or anything at all. And uh slowly I would just start to do bigger things. People would be like, Hey, you wanna you wanna cast this? I'm like, all right, yeah, you wanna cast that? Sure. And I just started to do more and more things. And in 2017, Blizzard reached out to me and they were like, We wanna fly you to California for six and a half weeks to to commentate for our college tournament. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> um, I never thought I'd be able to do something like that. Um, but it did require a bit of flexibility for my job. I'm a, I'm a systems engineer and IT guy. So I had to convince my job to let me work remotely full time. Effectively, I have two jobs while I was out in California to do that. So that worked out pretty well. Um, and then in 2018, Blizzard asked me to commentate the entire tournament, um, which would be 11 weeks. So I again had to go back to my my job and say, hey, you mind if I work remotely for a fifth of the year while I I cast this thing? Because like they all knew that I casted, like they would watch my, you know, cast sometimes. So they they all kind of knew. And, you know, they let me do that and it went really well. Like it wasn't easy. But uh, it went well. So when I got back, I had uh, I walked into my project manager's office and I was like, I want to work remotely full time. I like California. I just want to move out there. And that's what I want to do. And he's like, well, like, why should I let you do this? So I told him, like, well, Fair question. In, in the past six months, I've done all these things. Uh, like these different major projects, I'm in charge of all these different things. It'd be it'd be easier for you to just let me work remotely full time than to try to find a replacement for someone that does all this stuff <laughs> in two weeks. Because like I'm super committed to doing this. Like 
if I had to find a new job, I, like I would. Um, but they agreed. So I moved out here five weeks later. Like I just found an apartment <laughs> and just kind of packed everything up and moved down here. And I've been here since June 2018. And I've wow. done some casting, some different casting things here and there. Uh, last year, I did a lot of hosting for Rocket League, which was pretty cool. Um, that was the first time I got on TV, which is pretty neat. That's cool. And just did a bunch of different things. And then the community manager opportunity came along. And I really love Smash Ultimate. So it seemed like a good fit. Like, I've never really done like a community manager type thing before, but. I was like, I, I think I'd be good at it. I think I'd have fun with it. And <laughs> it's been pretty wild, man. Like, I, I really do have two jobs. It, it can be pretty taxing, especially with streaming and stuff. Yeah, like trying to fit, like, time for gaming, you know, things that you're interested in. And then all that on top of that, that does seem to be stressful. Um, off the cusp a little bit, the community manager thing, that kind of interests me. Like, how... Like you say, it's difficult, you know, balancing everything. But what do you find that you get coming your way? Is it a lot of positivity in the Smash community? Negativity? Like, what's what, what's the idea with that? Well, Smash Ultimate and and trying to develop an esports scene, I think, is a pretty unique prospect because most esports scenes, you know, they're largely funded by the developer of the game. Right. You know, like Riot. You know, makes League of Legends, Psionics makes Rocket League, stuff like that. But Nintendo doesn't really have anything. They they, they don't invest in esports anywhere near to that capacity. So esports arena is kind of the you know it's it's independent. It's its own thing. Um, and and this year they're they're launching a new initiative, something that I don't feel has ever really been done before. It's called Series E. So it's kind of like an amateur farm league where players will go to their local esports arena and after the initial season the top players all get invited into the amateur league um so like each location will have one player in this league and they'll play against each other so like we're going to fly players around to go play against each other and stuff like that and it's going to be a big season and and they'll be representing brands so like esports arenas worked with a bunch of people and gotten companies involved like pop tarts and stuff uh <laughs> to help cool. represent these players and and nothing like that has ever been done for smash ultimate or like smash in general so there, there's a lot of there's a lot of like education i guess you can say that goes into that or just you know developing a community around that and like coming up with content right. and stuff so my while my title is community manager, it's really just a lot of different things. Like I'll make content. I, I'm working on like profile, like player profiles, like, like finding highlight reels pretty much and talking about players and talking about why they're like the next big player to watch and, and like talk about entire regions, stuff like that. Um, I try to reach out to people on Reddit and like the local like Facebook groups for the different regions and just say like, Hey, you know, we're, we're a thing. Like I can answer questions. Something like, I, I like to just get involved. Cause like people will say, Oh, I'm thinking about picking up Diddy Kong or some other character. And then I'll just reply and like, Hey, like this is why, this is what I think you should do. This is why I think this character works. So it's just been cool to like talk to people. Yeah. And just, I don't know. Esports Arena has really enabled me to pursue ideas that I have. I'll be like, hey, I want to make this piece of content. Go for it. Like, <laughs> I want to do this thing. All right, cool. We got your back. Like, so it's been very, very freeing in a way, but it can also be super challenging because, you know, in a lot of instances with, with a job, it's like, you know what you're supposed to do. You know what your job responsibilities are. But when you have something that's a lot more free form, it's like, all right, well, oh, I have a lot of freedom. But oh, wait, like I have a lot of freedom. Like, what do I? Right. It's all what on am you. I supposed to do with this? 
Right. So that that part has been a pretty big um, adjustment for me because, you know, coming from a large background of just like commentary and and hosting, there is a very set formula. It's like there's a show people are playing. You talk about the video game and then and then that's it. So right. <laughs> to, to, you know, be more responsible for the creative side of things is really intriguing and engaging to me. And it's just been about. You know, finding a a rhythm for that that works uh, for me and my coworkers and stuff, and getting a read on what people would want to watch and see. Sounds cool, man. That really does. That's awesome. I mean, I appreciate you coming on here, like taking some time away from your oh, yeah. schedule. <laughs> let us know. <laughs> t- let let everyone get to know a little bit more about you, specifically like the type of gamer. Uh, which I always like to start off like the show with some mm. very I I call it a softball question, but it depends on like the complexity of your your decisions as a gamer. But like, what's okay. the platform of choice for you? you? I hear like different type of games. I mean, if you're playing Smash, you got to be a you know Nintendo especially. So like, what what are you at? Um, I I would say most of my gaming these days are going to be on the Switch because of Smash, and I've recently gotten a Pokemon Sword and Shield. I the last Pokemon game I played was like Yellow, like the original, like first <laughs> yeah. generation. And actually, hanging around at a esports arena, a lot of a lot of the guys there uh, play Pokemon, so they'll be talking about the team compositions and stuff like that, and I'm like. What are y'all talking? Like, I had no idea Pokemon was that complex. So, um, a lot of my time has gone into that. Before getting into Smash, though, I played a lot of computer games, uh, like PC. Like Apex Legends was a game that took up a lot of my time. Um, like I said, Heroes of the Storm, the the Blizzard MOBA. I played tons of that. Um, the other the other big game I would say in the past few years would be Dead by Daylight. That one v four. Um, game it's it's on consoles now but i played yeah. it on the pc and uh before that growing up i played a lot of shooters as a teenager like action quake 2 there was this mod for quake 2 me and my friends would play a game all the time and it was nuts um i got into <laughs> a lot of uh mmos as well in my in my 20s star wars galaxies is still the best mmo don't at me so it's a lot of it it seems heavy on place or not playstation i'm sorry but heavy on pc Mm. but now since you know nintendo whole thing yeah i'm with you man i i still actually haven't picked up sword and shield and i i love my switch but like i was intrigued to go back into it because i was assuming it was going to be like that big change because again like i'm same level as you pokemon just pokemon yellow all day and um I thought that was kind of go back to form after Let's Go Pikachu and whatnot, and it wasn't quite the same. But I think I'll eventually hop on there, you know, with Sword and Shield. It's very interesting. <laughs> this next question, though, man, it's it's kind of like an idea of like your genre, like the type of style of games that you like to play. Mm. I'm picking up a little bit that you do like the MOBAs. Is that is that the case, or you have something else that is your 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 go to genre? I actually don't know if I really have a preferred genre for games anymore. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that draws me to a game these days is just the the concept of mastery and improvement. One of the things that I love so much about Smash Ultimate is that, you know, it's a it's on its surface, it's a very simple game. But when you get into the details and play it at a high level, it's incredibly complex in terms of what decisions you make um at different points and and in that like i just become really fascinated by the different strategies and different things that get employed and and that's something that kind of translates to other games for me as well like i like feeling like i've outplayed someone so in pokemon when when i come up with a play and like read something and and pull off something really cool i'm like i like that like, <laughs> <laughs> I've never really been someone that like 
Cause, cause some people like, you know, to get all the achievements and stuff like that, or to 100% complete a game that that's never really been a, a big draw for me. Like some games make me want to play them that much. Um, but for the most part, I just like feeling like a game has depth and skill and, and like, I can just wade into that proverbial pool and just kind of learn the ins and outs of a game. Yeah, that's, I mean, you couldn't have said that any better <laughs> to be honest when you, <laughs> when you mentioned like smash, cause that is a game that I'm, I'm all about smash. Like I, I love the idea. I love the characters, you know, like I was in Nintendo was a big part of my childhood, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just, I can't, <laughs> it doesn't click for me, you know, <laughs> it's just, I mean, I'm good to mess around with like friends or something, but on like a competitive level, I see like some videos and I'm, I'm just like floored of like the yeah. techniques that people have, man. It's crazy. <laughs> it really is. So like with like all the stuff you're doing, community management, um, obviously doing your own ideas and then working remotely, uh, it doesn't sound like you get a ton of time for play video games. Do you get like dive in every little once in a while throughout the week or like how long would you say you get to play? Um not 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 that much these days. Not that much these <laughs> days to be completely honest. Um that's fair. Like one of, one of the things that's really cool about working in esports arena is there's another community manager there who um, is a competitive player in SoCal. So I'll play against him in Smash pretty consistently. He kind of rolls me. Like, I'm getting... It's good to practice against someone that's, like, a lot better. Like, I'm okay at the game, but he he has years of experience on me. So, But every every time I play him, I get a little better. So there there are people around the office that I can play with. Um. A lot of my gaming time these days kind of goes to streaming. Um, a, a, a typical day for me is I'll get up at seven, sometimes eight, sign in to work, do work stuff until like 10, 1030. And then I'll go into esports arena where I'll get the rest of my work stuff done, do some esports arena stuff. And if I'm not casting, because on Thursdays I'll, I'll cast Smash these days, mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll leave there at about 5.36, and then I'll get home and stream for like three or four hours. And obviously I'm playing games then. I, like I've done so much streaming that it, honestly it, it can feel weird to just play a game and not stream. <laughs> like every night... <laughs> Like a, a couple times a week, especially on the weekends, I'll make a point to like, you know, just play Smash or play Pokemon or any game for a couple hours and just to kind of unwind and take some stress off, I suppose you could say. Yeah. But like if something funny or something crazy happens in the game, I'm like, I'm like thinking wait where's twitch chat like (laughs) (laughs) yeah like this is a wasted experience no i I kind of (laughs) because like i i approach streaming just like i'm playing a game and and people are hanging out with me like i don't look at it through a lens of like i'm some kind of entertainer or something like i'm just me i don't i don't put on some kind of personality if there's one person or a hundred people watching like i don't really stream to to grow and develop like a brand you know i don't it's just like a hobby but i have done it so much now to where you know there are regulars that come by and and they'll i'll be like hey man like how's it going like i i know about what stuff going on in their lives so gaming's kind of become that social aspect for me where, where it's like, I feel like I'm just hanging out with friends. So to just do it by myself sometimes can feel pretty weird. I <laughs> uh, definitely, I can kind of get that. I mean, I have nowhere near a streaming experience. <laughs> like if you have, I've just been doing a little <laughs> bit recently. But it does kind of make you wonder, like, why not? Um, back when I was like in school, 
we would do like when we were playing, I think uh, it was like Gears of War 2, I think mm-hmm. is what it came out. Um, but everyone just had like their door open and it was just kind of like an open invitation. Like if someone's playing a game, you walk by, you can come in, talk to them. And I feel like Twitch is like almost the same way. So it's like that's the advantage there is really if you have the setup, there's no reason not to not to stream. So right. I feel it. Do you ever find yourself like streaming something specifically or playing a game specifically just for the stream? Or is it mainly just play what you like and then you just kind of have the stream going? 98% of the time, I just stream what I feel like playing. There, <laughs> Have you ever heard of Doki Doki Literature Club? Doki Doki sounds super familiar. Was that a... It's, is that a, it's an a, interesting game. And... Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you if you haven't played it yourself or if anyone listening in hasn't played it. Um, but it is very interesting. And I did like a, a sub goal to where I was like, if I get 100 subs, I'll, I'll play it through this game. Because a lot of this was like a couple years after the game came out. Like I kind of I had a rough idea of what it was supposed to be like, but I never I never watched a stream of it. I, I didn't know. And everyone's like, oh, you got to play it. You got to play it. And Jamar, I, I played through this game. And I streamed it. And <laughs> I'm sure they thought it was funny. But I was freaking out watching playing that game. Man. <laughs> it was crazy. But every now and again, like, I'll just play something different. Like, I keep saying I'm meaning to play through it. But, like, I played Super Metroid for the first time ever on stream and i was like oh this game's pretty cool but i just never got around to playing it again yeah i really like to play single player games and stream it's not that i dislike it it's just it's just it's just not something i do i just kind of play whatever i feel like playing for the most part that's good i mean that's the idea like i mean i can tell like that's what you like you like you say you're not trying to grow a brand so you're just trying to hang out with people and that seems like the best way to do it just play games that you like and that audience yeah. will come that from that way so <laughs> this is kind of a silly question but do you have anything like in your backlog that you've been taught and like dying to get around i know you mentioned like maybe going back to super metroid but because <laughs> <laughs> having that constraint of like only wanting to play games when you're streaming right. it kind of like you know bottlenecks you on what you can play really like i i'd like to play red dead redemption 2 just because mm-hmm. i heard that was a really good game and i only played through the beginning of the first one so it's not like i really have that franchise like loyalty so to speak but i just kind of i do like open world games like that like i really enjoyed grand theft auto 5 back when that came out oh yeah um but in terms of if like if I had an extra 20 hours a week somehow magically, I can't think of a game offhand that I would say like, oh, I I probably would just play Smash and Pokemon, to be honest. <laughs> man, that's a it's a, honestly that's a that's got to be a great feeling, man. You don't have any <laughs> of that guilt of like, oh, I need to play all of these games. That's awesome. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm always so curious about stuff like that, because because like I said before, you know, the big thing that's drawn me to games um over the past couple of years is the idea of getting better at something and, and developing a mastery so to speak over it so if i did have 20 extra hours out of the week i would want to put that towards improving my mechanics in smash or to, like coming up with a pokemon team that i really like to use and and just feel like i'm learning those games um stuff stuff like that is what really draws me to gaming these days more so than you know playing through a story with those those games are fun like i super enjoyed spider-man the, the recent spider-man that came out yeah like last year um i thought that was a great game but for me for the most part i just i like feeling well, like i'm getting better at a game yeah i got you i mean i probably i don't know maybe about six or seven months ago, I probably wouldn't have been able to to level or connect with you on that. But it's weird. Like the Modern Warfare, just, you know, released last year. And mm-hmm. that was the first time I've ever really picked up a Call of Duty game in a serious way. 
And I've been playing that so much online now that I really am kind of getting that that feeling of like, I kind of don't want to play a single player game because if I have that free time, I can get on and play better or like find new loadouts and stuff like that and try and get, like you said, like a mastery of the game. So that is a, it's a weird kind of look at it, you know? Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the really cool thing about gaming is that there are so many different kinds of games. And that's why, like, I really like the the idea of this why are you a gamer series because you know you could interview someone next time and they're all about the single player games and they could speak about their passions on that front and be super convincing of that um i, I there, there's something for everyone and i think that's the really cool thing about gaming just you know like i said for me like you you mentioned modern warfare i'm sure if you the where you're at where you were at like week one of playing that game compared to now it could probably look like two entirely different players and oh yeah that journey like that first time you make a play and you're like all right like <laughs> i know for a fact i wouldn't have been able to pull that play off two weeks ago like that feeling is what hooks me in the game yeah, and I like can... wanting to push that envelope further and wanting to get better and and wanting to just hit that next bar. That that's what I love about gaming. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's just the association with like the esports arena, but that does that that's almost like a like a NBA player. Like I I follow basketball, you know. But that's like mm-hmm. a a player kind of mindset. It's like I'm I'm playing this because I, I love this game. But I also want to keep my craft going and get better and better. So there you go. You're a ball player, you know? It's a smash. <laughs> e- e- esports has definitely augmented my perspective and feelings on games. Um, in particular, the college tournament that I casted in 2017 and 2018 uh, for Heroes of the Storm kind of, you know, was very eye opening to me because. One of the big things that I wanted to do was find the humanity in esports. Like, if I was casting two college teams, I wanted to reach out to their captains and talk to them and talk, like, you know, tell me about your team. Like, how long has your team been in school? What are their majors? How did you, like, you know, how did your team come together? And, And there were so many different circumstances for how teams came together there was one a a team in in university of kentucky like two brothers one one brother was, was about to have a kid and his younger brother was like i i want to win this championship so you know my my brother doesn't have to worry about things once the kid comes around like just things that instantly make people a protagonist like you want to root for them um just some of the reasons behind why someone gets into esports because like you'll you'll watch smash or you know any game and you'll see a character moving around on a screen and then it's like yeah like the game itself is exciting for sure but for me like what really interests me is like the the human being controlling those characters you think about people being on on like the world stage of some world championship for a game, and there's so much pressure. There's so much money on the line. There's thousands of people watching. Like I try to put myself in the shoes of that person. I don't think I can hold up under that kind of pressure at all. <laughs> so to see someone put themselves in that position and they still perform at an insanely high level and they still are laser accurate with their shots. So they you know, to be able to play Smash Brothers and take stocks in some kind of crazy way. I, I just think that's amazing. Like that, and I guess that's kind of bled into my enjoyment of games, just, and it kind of goes back towards that mastery concept. So yeah, esports has definitely influenced my perspective on gaming. Yeah, I mean, you legitimately, I always like to take away something like week to week from these shows because i feel like it makes me one a better gamer but also kind of like a better person was i'm fine when i'm finding out um like last week it was kind of like the idea the theme of like kind of giving back and you could do that in any kind of ways but doing it through gaming is 
kind of like a cool idea. But like for you, it's like definitely let me know. Like, man, I'm missing out on esports. E- e- like, <laughs> I, I, I really am. Like, I it's something that I've always kind of looked at and just thought, like, oh yeah, they they got their thing going on over there. But this is what I'm doing. This is the type of gamer I am, you know. But like, it's compelling stuff, man. Yeah, it really it's is. more than just the gameplay itself is what I'm finding out, which makes sense. I mean, it's just like any other kind of league. So I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to, you know, to compare it to basketball, I'm sure there are countless stories of, you know, kids who have like a rough upbringing or whatever, or like they, you know, like a single parent or something like that. And they're like, well, if I if I'm really good at basketball and I get a scholarship, like that's less things that my, you know, my family has to worry about. Or if I make it into the NBA or something like that, then I can, you know, take care of my family. There, there are definitely shades and instances of that in esports. Um, that I think a lot of people, you know, you think esports is like, oh, it's just like some people playing a video game. But right. there's still a lot of human drive behind that. Um, at, at the end of the day, it's still someone, you know, taking their passion to a level not many are able to. And and trying to make something really special happen with it, so yeah, it's it's a big part of why I like gaming. <laughs> well, I mean, we went from something that's so deep to a silly question here, <laughs> but um, so like I I kind of have this question as a two, either way you want to answer it. So okay, typically I say like, is there a game that you're ashamed that you love? But I kind of realize. At the end of the day, you shouldn't be really ashamed for anything. And if you like the <laughs> games you play, most people aren't. So I kind of flipped this question as well. It can also be, is there a game that you're ashamed that maybe you like missed out? So like you mentioned, like Red Dead Redemption. Is there something like of that caliber that like, you're like, man, I wish I would have got to play. So you can answer mm-hmm. it that way or you can answer it if you have a game that you're just like, you know, you keep going back to Doki Doki Literature Club now after playing it <laughs> once. Like if that's something that, you know, is uh... on that list. <laughs> Not sure if I could put that in the love category. It, it was a game. It was a game, and it's an objectively true statement that I played it. Um, hmm. That is a pretty interesting question. I don't, I definitely don't feel like I have a guilty pleasure game. Mm-hmm. I guess here, here, here's how I answer that, Jamar. So, Through my mid to late 20s, I played a lot of MMOs. But there was an MMO in particular, City of Heroes, that uh, it was like a superhero MMO. And I would watch my character run around and and do stuff. And I would just just think like, well, well, like, what's my character doing? And I'm not logged in. (laughs) And it kind of sent me down this rabbit hole of sorts to where I, I slowly got into role playing. Like writing out character storylines and, you know, coming up with storylines with other people. I ended up making like role playing guilds and, you know, how Dungeons and Dragons, they're like dungeon masters, DMs that like control NPCs and, you know, things like that. I went super far down that rabbit hole (laughs) for a few years. And I I loved every minute of it. I, I had. I think a lot of people would be surprised to hear about it. Um, I ended up devising my own dice role-playing system. I taught myself JavaScript to to be able to write this thing that could like automatically do dice rolls for for people's characters and NPCs, and it automatically split the text out so I can just copy and paste it into the MMOs really quickly. Um, I, I would run events for like eight to twenty people. And just control a bunch of NPCs and like I, I was a legit dungeon master in these online games for a few years and it was a ton of fun. So if there was one thing where, where that's probably the closest thing to a guilty pleasure, that's taking uh, it's taking a passion and interest in gaming to a, a level not many people go for. So so that that would be my answer. That's fair. And role <laughs> you went deep, you know, <laughs> like you gotta go all the way. <laughs> oh, Jamar, I got my snorkel on, man. I, I, I went. <laughs> I went. 
so then I guess this is sort of the opposite of that question. And this okay. one, I, I specifically like this question because there's a lot of games that sometimes I feel like people get like overlook or like, again, me, I was kind of sleeping on the esports. She kind of woke me up on that. But um, <laughs> is, is there a game that you out there that you wish people would play that maybe isn't getting that acknowledgement that it should? Hmm. And it doesn't have to be something that's like under the radar. It doesn't have to be underground. It could be honestly like if you feel like people should play more Smash. You know what I mean? I mean that's definitely a strong candidate. I'm I'm trying to to think if there's anything else that would grab my attention enough to give a different answer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I feel like while while I'm still pretty new at it myself, like I, I feel like Smash is just kind of a, a given. Uh, for all the reasons I've been talking about as far as, you know, the the sense of improvement and uh, the precision and things that go that goes into that. Um, I think even for someone that's like a teenager or, you know, someone growing up, there's a lot of cognitive benefit out of playing a game like Smash Brothers in terms of developing the, the hand eye coordination and developing a sense of timing and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure studies could be shown. <laughs> to, to give evidence to that sort of thing but the more i play pokemon lately the more i i really come to appreciate the the strategy that goes into it um when i was learning pokemon sword and shield and, and the competitive aspect of pokemon i watched a lot of different videos because there, there's a ton of like introductory type stuff people have been playing pokemon for years like if you if you want to get into competitive pokemon like that you know this is how you build a team and stuff like that and a description that someone used really stuck out to me. They, they said that playing competitive Pokemon is kind of a mix between poker and chess. And I, I thought that was a really profound statement because chess, you know, there, there are set strategies. There are certain gambits and play styles and stuff. And if you play chess long enough, you start to develop a sense for that and their counterplaying stuff like that. That translates one for one over to Pokemon. But the poker aspect, you know, sometimes there's a critical hit. You don't always know what card, so to speak, that your player, that your (laughs) opponent is going to have. Because in in competitive Pokemon Sword and Shield, it's double. So there are two Pokemon out at a time. And you have a team of six Pokemon, but you only take out four when you're playing against someone. So like you'll get matched up against them and you'll see all six of their Pokemon and you're like, what is this? What What is their team trying to accomplish? Like what Pokemon should I bring in anticipation of them bringing what quartet of their Pokemon? And just like the way it makes me think <laughs> like there, there's so many variables and things like, like risk management type properties that it's just like, it's it's really engaging to me. And I, I think if more people played it, like since it is really cool in terms of you know that serious level of depth to its overall strategy, like anyone can play it. Like it's not like you need super strong hand-eye coordination, you're just selecting yeah. moves out of a menu. So, you know, if a parent wanted to connect with their kid and the kid likes Pokemon. It's something apparent, like you don't need the hand-eye coordination to, to be able to keep up, you know. You, I, I just think there's a, a lot of applications towards bonding with families and, and bonding with significant others or, you know, just it, 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 it's something that's easy to pick up, but also really makes you think. And, and I, I would say finding games like that, whether it's Pokemon or whatever, um, I think would broaden the overall scope and horizon of gaming in general. And I, w- I would promote any game to hit those checkboxes. <laughs> well, I guess that, I mean, that that's pretty sound. I agree with you on Pokemon again. I guess it's funny because the parallels between Pokemon and Smash for me, they're, they are like, I'm at that very first level. I'm like looking 
at the door. I have not walked in. So right. like I can see everything going on and like for you like you mentioned like the complexity as Pokemon and I mean I'm still like OG Pokemon Yellow, so I just know fire beats grass. You know what I mean? <laughs> Water beats oh, fire. Dude. Like there, I know there are the... a few more types than that these days, much <laughs> to my chagrin. I know. I start seeing ghosts. I'm like, wait, what? What are they? You know, yeah, it, it gets a, it definitely gets there. Man. I'm dude, playing what, checkers what are, with oh, Pokemon, yeah, and, and they're chess. out there four yeah. D four D chess. <laughs> but That's for sure. It, it, one of the most rewarding things I felt in gaming recently was was learning Pokemon Sword and Shield, and just like proof that I'm getting better at my understanding of the game. Like I'll read a situation and be like, my opponent is going to try to do this and this with these Pokemon. And I'm going to counter it with that. And like once, like the first time you read what someone's going to do and your plan goes off perfectly. It it is such a rush. Jamar. You're just like, <laughs> I got him. Like you, you just, you just want to pop off. Cause, cause it's, I don't know, man, there's something really cool about it. Nah, I, I get it because, I mean, a lot of people, again, look at video games as just clicking buttons. You know what I mean? Like, they don't see, like, the deeper level systems and stuff. But playing competitively, that's how you get that rush. Like, an NBA player, a football player, you know, you get that yeah. rush of, like, I outsmarted this person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's the reason why I'm hooked right now on Call of Duty is because of that that alone. And sometimes it doesn't feel well when you get outsmarted. So, that just, you know, <laughs> builds character, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, Well, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, well, I, I was just going to go into this next one, but I, I feel like we've probably revealed the answer to this question already with just kind of like a conversation going for it or previously. So mm-hmm. basically it's, it's something that you play multiple times that you tend to go back to and – it seems like that's like your your go-to right now is again that mastery of smash and pokemon is that something that you have on that list or is there something else that just something that you just constantly keep going back to that i come back to um yeah you could never leave it you're like i'm done with that game and then now you're you know find yourself two weeks later playing it again Ooh. um i would i would I would say the closest thing I had to that would be Dead by Daylight. Um, I, I have like twelve hundred plus. Like I've played that game a wow. lot. Yeah. Um, the majority of it has been streaming. It's um, a good streaming game. Th- there's just something really interesting about it. Like the the premise and concept of it is super simple. I've played it so much now that I'm entirely desensitized to like the quote horror unquote slash like <laughs> violent aspect of it and i just yeah. see it as like a game of tag effectively <laughs> and you know reading different scenarios how you can help your teammates you know what you need to do can vary each game and i personally just really enjoy outsmarting killers just like juking them and and losing them in a the chase where they're like trying to one one of the most enjoyable things for me in playing that game is outsmarting a killer. Cause like the survivors can you they use like a third person camera so they can look around corners and stuff with that. And the mm-hmm. killer has a, a first person view. So I love juking killers and then like hiding around a corner and watch them like look around, like trying <laughs> to find where I went. And I'm just like, all right, buddy, I'll see you later. I got some stuff to do. I'm not gonna go now. <laughs> like <laughs> that feeling of just outwitting and outplaying someone. Um, is pretty unique for me in that game in particular. So every now and again, um, I, I'll, I'll get the urge to, to kind of boot that game up and, and play it for a little while. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, a buddy of mine, and he, he really enjoys uh, Friday the 13th, which, you know, those kind of came out mm-hmm. sort of around the same era. But, yeah, I didn't even know that it was a difference of, like, perspective in the game. So like the survivors are third person and the the oh, killers yeah. at first. So that, that actually adds a much better twist to it. I like that. Uh, it's, it's cool. 
might have to check it out. <laughs> I'll add that to my backlog. What <laughs> <laughs> sounds to be your ever-expanding list. <laughs> it never stops, man. Uh, especially with this show, but it's fun. It's it's fun. So I feel like overall, we kind of got a good idea of like what type of gamer you are, and mm. even kind of a little bit of, of about why you play video games. But I guess I'll just I'll write to ask the question because that's the name of the podcast. Like, why do you play video games, man? Do you have like a story behind it? Like, sure. Why do I play video games? Yeah. Um. It's actually, you know, I, I was thinking about the title of this series. And I was like, <laughs> why? I obviously, I, like, I have a ton of feelings about why I'm into gaming now, but like, why am I a gamer at all? Yeah, you know, I, I would, I would echo the idea of you know a sense of accomplishment and improving and stuff like that, but. I think I think back on when I was a kid and what made me interested in gaming to begin with and I I I feel like <laughs> I was psychologically groomed to put video gaming on a pedestal. And I guess that's kind of a weird way to look at it but when I was a kid if I did well in school I got to play Nintendo. If I got good <laughs> grades, my my parents, I'll never forget. I got straight A's one year as a kid, and my parent, my mom came home from work one day during the week, and she bought me Streets of Rage two, <laughs> and I played that game so much. I felt such a, a sense of reward of like you know I worked hard in school, so I got this, and I, I think instances like that or like my my dad taking me to you know the blockbuster may those rest in peace and and like rent games for me and stuff like that it, it just it just slowly over time got linked with a good feeling a, fe- a feeling of, of a reward of sorts i i feel like as i've gotten older and i think about humans as a species you know current modern day society is is figured out in terms of how our reptilian brains and stuff work where you know fight or flight and a sense of thrill and excitement like we're not throwing spears at saber-toothed tigers anymore like we're in rush hour traffic so games kind of instill that sense of excitement that our society otherwise just doesn't have to worry about anymore and i i think a mix of those things are are how i became a gamer as a kid and why it latched on so hard into adulthood <laughs> i i too had the reward for video games uh Man. for doing good yeah it started out for me like potty training <laughs> that early <laughs> it's <was> like <laughs> It's proof that you've done something well. Right, right. And it, it's something to be enjoyed. And and you you set those kind of markers for yourself as a kid. It that like doesn't necessarily go away. That's true. <laughs> well, I mean, as when you say it doesn't go away, do you ever see yourself uh obviously you're being working in video games and stuff right now, but do you ever see yourself like not playing video games in general um i don't know if i could ever entirely quit playing video games outright i could see a world where i step away from esports and and like working in that industry because again like i kind of fell in all this by raw happenstance jamar like <laughs> i I, it's not like I grew up and I was like, oh, I hope I become a caster someday. I hope I, you know, become a community manager. That's what I want to be when I grow up. Like, no. Right. <laughs> I, I I got into casting openly expecting to fail. Like, I kind of wanted to fail at casting because I wanted I wanted the the social resilience of honestly expressing myself 
And then seeing someone in Twitch chat like, wow, that guy is bad. And and just have that experience and be like, it's not the end of the world if someone doesn't like something that I'm doing. And I, I got into casting to do that, to develop that kind of thicker skin, so to speak. So then I could develop a, a larger sense of confidence in myself. I, I equated to like, you know, someone plays football or they want to play football and they're scared of getting tackled. Like, you just got to take that first hit. Yeah. And then once you once you survive it, then it's like, OK, well, you know, I've been through it now. It's not some boogeyman. It's not some concept that I, I'm putting more fear into than I otherwise need to. Like that. that's kind of why I got in the cast. And it's just been an absolute shock that people are like, oh, no, you're good. You just keep doing it. Actually, <laughs> here, here's some more opportunity here. Keep we'll give you money. Do this like <laughs> that part just blows me away. And my my social experiment of, you know, finding a more expressive version of myself through commentary, I've succeeded in that. Like my life, I, I am a much better person. I am much happier. I am much more fulfilled by having gotten into esports and connecting with people and sharpening my skills as a caster. I would not be living in California. I don't see it. I, it would be very unlikely that I'd be living in California. Almost certainly I would not have been able to convince my job to let me work remotely full time. <laughs> so like casting has changed my life for the better in a myriad of ways. But the reason why I got into it, I've accomplished that mission. So now I just do things because I think I'd enjoy them and, and they are fun to do like community management um, I'm glad I find it enjoyable because <laughs> two jobs, it's, it can be time consuming. It can be very, yeah. tight, but I, I genuinely have fun doing all of it. So, um, I could definitely see myself getting to a place where it's like, I feel I've done all that I've wanted to do in esports, and I've gotten all that I've wanted to get out of it. And I could see myself stepping away from it at that point. Oh, that's that's good. I mean, it, it's a job at the end of the day. So if you want to move on, that's totally fine. <laughs> I just love your story of how you got into it, man. I love that. <laughs> I, it's, I it's can't get over pretty it. pretty atypical, I would imagine. <laughs> I, I, in a lot of ways, I kind of wanted to do bad, be bad at it. And I don't know, I, you know. Every now and again, I'll allow myself to pat myself on the back. I think I'm a pretty good commentator. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like one, that's some that's a really good advice in general, just overall in life, but whatever you want to do, because if you have that expectation that you probably could fail, then you don't stress yourself out to where you perform better. I mean, at least Damn. it sounds like it makes logic like logical sense to me. So I'll go with it. <laughs> but yeah, um, man. Two, two things esports has taught me is, you know, you really do miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not just the same it, for no reason. It yeah. really, it really isn't. And, and just having the audacity to ask for things that you want, it, it can be very difficult. And, you know, it's worked out for me in a number of instances. And the other thing is just that there's something to be said for being able to feel you can express yourself without reservation. Um, feeling feeling comfortable in your own skin enough to, you know, be in front of an audience of like 30 to 50,000 people and, and make a joke that you think it's funny <laughs> and there's a good chance no one else is going to think it's funny. <laughs> and, and that's just okay. Like that, that's a level of confidence. I never felt I would have like, <laughs> well, one of my, one of my proudest moments in casting Jamar, I'm not going to go ahead and tell you this. So uh, the, the college tournament 2018, it's the, the finals. It's my first live event that I'm casting and hosting. Everything else has just been like online and stuff. Um, there's a full studio 
you know, it's at the Blizzard studio where they did like Overwatch League and stuff like that. The whole thing's packed. There's like 50,000 something people watching. And I made this joke referencing Demolition Man. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a best of five series. And this team was, they were down two games. They were about to lose. And they come up with this, this, this weird strategy that just had no business working. So I was like, I'm going to call that last game the three seashells because I don't know how it works, but the chances of the other team getting out of this 3-0 just got flushed down the drain. And like the other two, the two people on the desk looked at me like, what? <laughs> like what? Like they genuinely had no clue what I was talking about. And I look at, and like, I looked back at the vibe afterwards and like there were three people in the chat that were like demolition man oh my god like i was like <laughs> so me and those three other people we got it we right got it. <laughs> and and stuff like that you know it it for me at the very least has historically been incredibly difficult to do to just be like well i find it funny like i enjoy it and being okay with the idea that you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. It's, it's given me a sense of confidence that I know for a fact I would not have any other way. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Hopefully someone listening to this will get that same abode of confidence, just willing to just jump out there and take a chance. Don't worry about failing because everybody fails, you know? <laughs> what's well, the worst that could happen right you start over and you're in the same spot you were already in man yeah <laughs> so with that said though i feel like that's probably like a good point to like end the show on um i always ask like do you have anything that you want to kind of like share or express or you know pimp out whatever you want to do <laughs> like you, you could do your thing right now and i'll close it down with my stuff and we we go on our day um well, like like I said, I'm I'm a community manager for Esports Arena. Uh, their website is esportsarena.com. Um, Series E, the amateur league, the the qualifier tournaments for that are ongoing now. On Thursdays, we're doing Smash Ultimate. On Fridays, we're doing Fortnite. So if you're interested in either one of those games, uh, Twitch.tv/esportsarena. Really cool stuff that we're doing there. Stuff that I don't feel has really been done before. Uh, I stream on Twitch with less frequency these days since I have two <laughs> <laughs> effectively full-time jobs, but I'm on twitch.tv slash Haloran, uh, and, I'm on, and I'm on Twitter at underscore Haloran. But I'm a pretty open book. I'm just some guy that likes talking about video games and playing them. So, <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll put like a little bit of stuff together on there, too, and just throw that into the show notes. So just in case, you know, make it easier, click on the link. Um, guess I'll do my job, close the show. So remember, <laughs> remember, guys, if you enjoy this show, be sure to check out like Media Junkies flagship show, which is Fanboy Fight Club, where me and some of my friends, we fight to the death, defending our opinions. That's what nerds Ooh. do. And it's it's definitely fun. We also like always create up new little topics and the next episode is going to be GTA next, right? So where is the next GTA going to be? And we have to argue our points on why it should be there. So that should like be pretty Grand fun. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto. So we're interesting. I'm checking it out. Fun. Should be fun. And we also have a little fun thing on there. Uh, the loser of each episode, um, because we judge this. This is like a serious competition uh -oh, kind uh -oh. of thing. So the loser doesn't get to choose their topic or choice. So Yikes. basically the judges actually choose for them. So yeah, our buddy Mike, he's lost last week and the week before. So um he's gonna be either going for the trifecta or he's gonna pull through. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> but uh other than that, we also have a show. If you're a fan of wrestling and all things wrestling, I'm told it's from AEW to WWE. There's a bunch of wrestling leagues that he covers, but it's a show called Gimmick Minute Podcast. And, uh, of course, I have to plug my other podcast that I host, Rogue Agents. It's a Division Two podcast. It's going to be coming back here, ready, excited for 
the Warlords of NYC expansion coming. Uh, but yeah, keep an eye on Media Junkie. Of course, you know all the other channels to hit us up on. And a link will be in our di- in the show notes for our Discord. So with that said, this is my catchphrase. Don't laugh. Someone told me to do it, so <laughs> it's game over. <laughs> and that's the end of the show. <laughs>